Have you ever been completely lost? You know, like you have no idea where to go, what to do. I mean, nowadays we'd just pull out our trusty little iPhone and we'd get real-time like satellite images of our surroundings. And yes, I vaguely remember a time before iPhones. But I remember being with a buddy of mine in college and we were driving to a friend's wedding in Iowa and we had looked up directions on something called MapQuest. Remember MapQuest? I mean, you'd go online and they'd give you fairly sketchy directions. I think they called it MapQuest because it was kind of like a quest to find out where you're actually going to go. And we went, things were going fine, but the directions told us to take 5th. We looked up at the signs and the road crossing was 5th Street and 5th Avenue. We looked back at MapQuest, take 5th. No avenue, no street, no hope. And I'm still not quite sure how we found the church, but we did. And after the wedding, they gave verbal directions on how to get across town to the reception. And I looked at my buddy Brandon, and we're both like, "Uh uh-oh, more directions. Here we go again. We decided, okay, here's our strategy. We're just going to follow the car out of the parking lot in front of us. We'll just follow them to the reception. Three cars left right in front of us. We came to a fork in the road. One car goes right. One car goes left. One car goes straight into the driveway across the street. If it hadn't been for our friendly neighborhood gas station attendant, we'd still be wandering around the cornfields in Iowa looking for this reception. I mean, life can actually feel like this sometimes. I mean, we're trying to do the right thing. We're trying to follow the best path. And we come to kind of that fork in the road. And we just don't know which path to take. Do we go left? Do we go right? Do we stay put? And we feel completely lost. Now, we're starting a series today that I'm really excited about. It's called Life is Complicated. Get it right. Do you feel this? I mean, I'm here to tell you life is complicated, full of decisions and questions and forks in the road. And I need help making the best decisions, the decisions that honor God. So for the next several weeks, we're going to go through some amazing wisdom from a book of the Bible called Proverbs. Now, we're going to talk about all sorts of different things that you can find in this book. This book teaches about discipline, trusting God, how to live, how to do what is right, wisdom about the words we use, the relationships we have, even our finances. Now, much of the book of Proverbs is connected to a king of Israel named Solomon. Now, Solomon had asked God for wisdom so he could lead Israel well. That sounds like a really good idea to me. And God answered his prayer. So Solomon became known as the wisest man in the ancient world. He wrote thousands of proverbs and poems. And even though he didn't write all the proverbs and poems in the book of Proverbs, he's linked to all the wisdom found in the book. And this book is a collection of godly wisdom. Now, a proverb is more than just kind of a catchy saying. We think of proverbs as those like memorable phrases, you know, things like a picture is worth a thousand words. It's way more memorable to say that than to say, well, an image, you know, kind of like a picture helps to explain and and evoke emotion way more than just talking about something. Well, picture is worth a thousand words is way better to say. But the book of Proverbs is more than just kind of catchy sayings, although it has some of those. 
In the second verse of Proverbs, it actually tells us what this book is all about. Here's what it says. Their purpose, Proverbs, is to teach people wisdom and discipline, to help them understand the insights of the wise. A proverb, you know, in this context, in the book, is something that just leads to wisdom. I mean, through short sayings, yes, but also through ten speeches from a father to a son, four poems from the perspective of lady wisdom and lady folly. We're going to talk about wisdom and folly some today. And even ends with a poem about the wise woman. I mean, this book is just chocked full of insight, and it really helps us take the path toward wisdom that honors God. The wisdom is what you need to know and do to live well in God's world. It's not just knowledge-based. Wisdom isn't just knowing something. It's also doing something with it. So here's what wisdom is, and we're going to talk about what wisdom isn't. Here's what wisdom is. Wisdom is knowledge and skill. It's not just what you know in your head. It's not just memorizing stuff. The entire book of Proverbs is about how to apply the knowledge that you learn so you can live well. And really, it's about God. Wisdom is rooted in who God is and what he's all about. So while some of the Proverbs talk about all sorts of different topics, money and marriage and parenting and gossip and work, they're really all about God's desire for us to live a life that honors him, that brings him glory. So these Proverbs are actually about right and wrong. They're written from a perspective that some things in life are right and those honor God. That's the wise stuff. And some things are wrong and they're foolish and they don't honor God. And really, they're about probabilities. Wisdom is about probabilities. And this is super important. The book of Proverbs is about what will likely happen if we do these things, not promises. Here's what I mean. Here's what wisdom is not. Wisdom is not law. Ever heard of the Ten Commandments? You know, Moses coming down from the mountain and saying, you will not murder, you don't lie, don't steal. Those are commandments. Proverbs aren't commandments. They're like a dad talking to his son about how to live his life. And so similarly, wisdom is not prophecy. Now, prophecy is God or someone on God's behalf saying, this will happen. Or if you do this, then this is what's going to happen. Proverbs aren't saying this. Proverbs are saying, if you do this, it's likely, it's possible that this will happen. See, Proverbs isn't a book about a formula. You know, that's not what it is. We read it and we think it's like magic. If I do this thing once and I do it right, then I'll get what I want. That's not what it's about. And this is an important concept. We don't understand Proverbs in this way. Proverbs aren't formula. It's not a promise. They're not promises. We read the book of Proverbs, and if we don't understand the context of it, it's hard to understand why certain things aren't happening in our lives, maybe. Proverbs is a book to help guide our choices, guide our living toward a way that honors God. It's a way to help us live well. Remember, wisdom is what you need to know and do to live well in God's world. Wisdom is what helps us you know, when we're at that fork in the road. You know, when we're lost and we're not sure which road, you know, we want to take, which road we want to go down. I mean, in life, we have all of these choices that we get to make every single day. Which path are we going to go down? 
Which road are you going to travel? Are you going to go down the road that goes towards wisdom? Are you going to pursue what honors God? Or are you going to do what dishonors him, which is the road towards folly? Let me show you what I mean. So say you're standing right at a crossroads. You're right at a fork in the road. And we think, well, this is super simple. I'm going to take the path towards wisdom because wisdom has all of the stuff that I want, right? Wisdom is what leads us toward what is good. The good stuff in life interacts with wise things in life too. And we want to do what is right. I want to be right. I want to be in good, right relationships. I want to be in the right. I want to feel like things are right. Right is really important to us. We want to treat people right. We want to treat people with love. We want to feel love from God, from other people. We want to love ourselves. I want all of those things. I want what's good and what's right and love and all of the things down the wisdom path leads to life and not just good life here, although it's likely that that will happen, but really eternal life. The road toward wisdom leads us to a right relationship with God. It leads us towards Jesus. And when we compare that to folly, ha, no way. I don't want to go down the road toward folly. It leads to the bad stuff. It leads to things that are wrong. I have never, not once in my life, woken up and said, I'm going to be wrong today. Nobody wants to do that. And the road towards folly leads us to pain. Now, there's pain in life no matter what. But there are also pains and trials in life that are connected to our decisions. And that's what this is talking about. The road towards folly leads toward this pain in our lives. Really, it leads towards death and not just physical death. That's going to happen one way or the other. But it leads towards death in our spirits. It separates us from God and his love. Folly. Wisdom. Which road are you going to go down? And you go, uh, wisdom, Adam, let's move on. Easy. Is it as easy as that though? Say you're standing right at that fork in the road and you're feeling just bad. Maybe there's a really bad relationship in your life and that you've been hurt or finances or you're just struggling or this has just been a really, really hard season in your life. And you go, well, I want to be wise. I don't want to be foolish. So let's go down that path. But the reality is things that are good are oftentimes really, really hard. It's hard to do what is right, to do what is good. And even though we want what is right, oftentimes the path on toward wisdom, it goes a lot slower than we want it to. I want things to be fast. I don't want things to be slow. And yes, we want to feel loved, but sometimes love requires us to be humble. That it's not really about how I feel or about what I want. It's about other people. It's loving others first. It's loving God first. And when we look at it and dig a little deeper, we start to say, well, hey, even though it leads to life, wisdom can be hard and it can go slower than I want. And it leads to humility. And the reality is wisdom causes me to be last, not first. I have to put all these other people and all these other things before what maybe I want. And when I look at it this way, it starts to look a little less attractive. 
And then if I dig in on, on the same way over here, you know, we don't know, we don't want what's bad, right? Boy, do I want what's easy. I want things to be a whole lot easier. And oftentimes the folly road is what is easy. And I don't want to be wrong, but I do want to have fun. And that doesn't mean that there's no fun. There's a whole lot of joy on the wisdom path. But oftentimes in the moment doing what just feels right to me, what feels the most fun, what's the easiest for me, isn't the wise thing. And I want to avoid pain, you bet, but I want things to go fast, live life in the fast lane, get to where I want to go, be successful way faster than maybe the wise path would be. And when I start to dig into things, it looks, well, even though I know it leads to death, it's easier and it's much more fun and it's much faster. And here's the kicker, I think. I get to be first on this path. I'm number one. I'm number one. This is the reality of the difference between wisdom and folly. When we look at it at first, we go, super easy decision, no problem at all. But when we dig into it a little bit, these are a little bit harder to walk down. This feels way better. And we're at that fork in the road and somebody's just hurt us. And you know what? I'm going to say something. I'm going to get them. I'm going to post on social media. I'm going to do whatever maybe feels right. It's more fun. It's easier rather than what's harder and more humble. So what does the book of Proverbs say about this tension between between folly and between wisdom? Well, this is what it says. This is Proverbs 1.7. And it says, Fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. I don't like to be called a fool. Who does? But the whole book of Proverbs is really built on this principle right here. The verse is telling us that God and what he believes, basically what he says is right and what he says is wrong, is the foundation for knowledge and for living. It's not how I feel. It's not what I think is right or what you think is right. It's what he thinks is right and wrong. And if we follow God in the long run, we're walking down that wise path towards life. Good life today and eternal life in the future. But fools... They despise wisdom. They despise what is right and what is wrong. They don't want to know. They don't want to do what is right. They want to do what feels right, what's fun and easy. Here's kind of the big idea for today. Choosing wisdom is choosing wisely. I mean, it's a choice that we get to make every single day, whether it's a big life decision or just an everyday humdrum decision on who we're going to be. We get to choose wisdom. And choosing wisdom is choosing wisely. So how do we go about doing this? If wisdom is the right choice, if choosing wisdom really is the wisest thing to do, how do we go about choosing wisdom? Well, there are two simple ways. Here's the first one. Listen to others. Now, of course, don't listen to other people who are going down the wrong path, down the path toward folly. But there are people in your life who love you. Maybe it's a friend. Maybe it's a family member. Maybe it's a member of your group here at the Ridge. And those people genuinely want what's best for you. I mean, have you ever been in a situation and people you love told you, hey, that's not a good idea. I mean, don't do that. But you ignored them. You're like, what do they know? I'll do it anyway. And then turns out it doesn't end up very well. I mean, that basically describes every single day of high school for me. 
I mean, this is an actual example of choosing folly over wisdom. People you love are saying, do this. People who might not be wise are saying, do this. One way to choose wisdom is to just listen to other people who love God. This is what Proverbs 1, 8 says about it. My child, listen when your father corrects you. Don't neglect your mother's instruction. Now, for all you kids and teens out there, I have to confess to you, I did not like this verse growing up. I mean, the very last thing in the world I wanted to do was to listen when my dad told me, hey, Adam, you're doing that wrong. But receiving criticism is really just understanding what you're doing wrong and why. And it could be one of the most valuable things in our growth and in our lives. And listening to other people helps us understand ourselves a little bit better and could actually help keep us on that wise path. So one way we choose wisdom is just to listen to other people who who love us. Here's the second way. We learn from God. Let's go, let's go ahead and put Proverbs 1-7 back up. This is what it says. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. I mean, it all starts and ends with God, and the path of wisdom has everything to do with our relationship with Him. So learning from God can come in all different shapes and sizes. It includes listening others. But I, I think that there are two great places to start if you've never really done this before, if you've never really thought about what it looks like to learn from God. Or maybe you just need to start your year a little bit differently this year when it comes to your relationship with God. So how can we learn from God? First way, read your Bible. And we have something here at the Ridge called the Ridge Reading Challenge. And if you haven't heard of it, it's reading a chapter or a couple of verses every single day from the Bible. We do it together Monday through Friday. You can catch up on the weekend. And we have a Facebook group to encourage you and an email list. And over the next several weeks, we're actually going to be reading the book of Proverbs together in the Ridge Reading Challenge. It's literally learning from God about wisdom. So if you want to be part of the Ridge Reading Challenge this year, just check out our website, theridge.org. You know, scroll to the bottom and it says Ridge Reading Challenge there and click that. There are links to the Facebook group. Sign up for emails or just right now go to the link in the video description and click on that Ridge Reading Challenge link. So read your Bible. Here's the second thing. Pray. Isn't it amazing that we have access, I mean, to the literal creator of the universe? And we don't often ask them what to do. I mean, prayer is something that helps us come in tune with who God is, what he's all about, and praying and even asking God for wisdom, then listening to what he has to say can be a huge source of life in in our lives. So these two, prayer and Bible study, they go hand in hand. God even encourages us to cry out to him for wisdom. This is Proverbs 2.3. It says, cry out for insight and ask for understanding. And he says, if you ask for wisdom, he'll give us wisdom. This is James 1.15. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. He wants us to ask and he'll give it to us generously. Choosing wisdom is choosing wisely. And we can choose wisdom by listening to others and learning from God. Now, if I told you that I had a treasure map that led to a secret location of millions of dollars, 
maybe your ears would perk up a little bit. I mean, what would you do? Maybe you ignore me. I mean, I can come off a little crazy. I get that. But say you believed me. What would you do? Most of us, I think, would drop what we're doing and we'd try to read the map and we'd do everything we could to go find that million-dollar treasure. Well, God gives us the map. He guides our path. And if we take the path of wisdom by reading Proverbs, he's right there with us. Choosing wisdom is kind of like a treasure hunt. This comes from Proverbs 2. Here's what it says. Search for them, you know, that, that wisdom, those Proverbs. Search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. Then you will understand what is right, just, and fair, and you will find the right way to go. For wisdom will enter your heart, and knowledge will fill you with joy. Wise choices will watch over you, and understanding will keep you safe. Choosing wisdom is choosing wisely. So it's the beginning of 2021. And we want a different year than last year. But in reality, what kind of year do you actually want? Do you want a year full of wisdom? A year where you understand and where you live out what is right, what is just, what is fair. Not because you get anything out of it, but because you want to honor God with your year. Do you want a year where wisdom fills you with joy, where wise choices watch over you? And even if it's a little slower or a little harder or takes more humility, a year that's so much better. So you have a choice. We have the map. God tells us to start the hunt. You have a choice. Do you want to take the foolish path or do you want to take the path towards love and what is good and what is right that wise path that leads to life. Which path are you going to take? Choose wisely. I'd like to pray for us. Heavenly Father, thank you for your love and thank you for your wisdom that you give us freely. I'm so thankful that you help us live a life that's not just full of good deeds, but a life that's full of joy and safety and peace because of who you are. And that eternally we can have this life with you because of your goodness and your mercy and how wise you really are. So help us this year to apply wisdom to our lives. Help us to pause and listen to others and read your words And pray to you and ask you for wisdom. Because we really do want to honor you and to follow you. Help us take the wise path. Thank you for Jesus. And it's because of him that we get to pray today. Amen.